Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we are delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you, so send us an email with your question or your comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Well, today our guest is Patrick O'Hearn. He is a Catholic author and an editor who has written a book on Christian courtship the role that it plays in the discernment process, and how we can learn from the saints who were married in this life. And so the beautiful book is The Courtship of the Saints, How the Saints Met Their Spouses, and this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And we had Patrick on our show about another book that he authored. Par yep. Parents of the Saints, which mm -hmm. is just fascinating. Yeah. But you know, I just I'm just thinking as you're sharing about where was this book when we were dating? Yes. You know, really needed this book. And now we need it with our children. Grandchildren. With our grandchildren mm -hmm. now, right? So we needed it with our children. Mm -hmm. But now with the grandchildren, two of whom are kind of trying to discern, you know, relationship and so on. Just so important. Beautiful stories. Um, one of my favorite is Tobias and Sarah. It's a favorite of so many people. But it's not just the stories. He really goes through how to discern, you know, if you're called to marriage, how to discern, you know, your mate, questions to be asked, saints to pray to. Um, you know, there's a real joy in, in the relationship and, and romance uh, in God's order in the midst of chastity. Um, but you know, you need all the help that you can get. And so this book, I'll be purchasing a number of these books. Mm -hmm. And I just spoke with one of our granddaughters. I said, you know, you need to read this book. And to the parents, you need to read this book, not only to hear the stories and how these people conducted themselves, but also he's laying out for you key things you need to be addressing as you're in this relationship. Right. Or as you go into a relationship. And we're going to learn about the meaning of courtship, especially in this day and age in 2023, where people maybe aren't even getting married and marriage isn't important. And so we're going to reset yeah. the truth and say, yes, it is important. And these are ways that you could discern in this process. Yes. You could go to his website. It's patrickrohern.com. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. with Jim and Joy, and today our guest is Patrick O'Hearn. He's a Catholic author and he's an editor, and he has written a book on Christian courtship, the role that it plays in the discernment process and how we can learn from the saints who were married in this life. It's a beautiful book. It's called The Courtship of the Saints, How the Saints Met Their Spouses. Mm. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. And you can go to Patrick's website. It's PatrickRohern.com. Well, Patrick, we're excited to have you back on at home. Good. And we want to first give our family a little bit update of the O'Hearn family. And, um, and then we're going to talk about the courtship of the saints. I mean, what a great idea for a book because 
how did they meet? How, what did their courtship look like? And there's a, a word, just the word courtship, it sounds so Victorian. So first tell our family a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, it's an honor to be here again. Uh, so I'm a husband and father. I have uh, two children on earth and uh, two in heaven. And uh, a few years ago, actually, we, we went to a Mother Angelica Shrine. I've had a great love for her. And, and through her prayers and also through Cardinal Burke's prayers to St. Gianna, we were able to have uh, another child. So uh, just a blessing to have uh, two children on earth. And uh, so currently, I'm, I'm an author and uh, editor and uh, also help other authors get published, so. Yes. Excellent. You work with TAN Publishing for a time? I was, I was uh, TAN's uh, acquisitions editor for two years, and that was a great, great blessing. Wonderful. So you wrote this beautiful book, a beautiful cover, and The Courtship of the Saints. And tell us why you wrote that book, and tell us about the importance of courtship in their lives and also in our lives today. I've always loved uh, vocation stories, you know, and, and we, just reading the lives of the saints, you know, we, we hear often in the church stories of how uh, people were called to religious life, and I thought, um, the Holy Spirit just put on my heart, why not write a book on how married couples met each other? And, uh, you know, my grandfathers, I'm, they died very young, and I always wanted to know their story, if I could just sit down with them and just tell me, how did you meet my grandmother? And so that, this, uh, that, the, the inspiration behind that book, this book came yeah. from uh, the combination of reading about the saints and then also from uh, just wanting to know more about my grandparents. And uh, I think the whole idea of courtship is just, it's fascinating in our, in our culture uh, because as we look at so many marriages, are, they're, they're falling apart. And uh, I wanted to find out what's one of the things, how we can repair that and change that. And, and that led me to dive into this topic of courtship. Yeah, well, it really makes me wonder how is the church differing from the world in terms of relationships and, and romance and dating versus courtship? Do we even know the difference? Is the church any different? You know, we see that regarding contraception and natural family planning. Um, and there's not much difference statistically in terms of the world and, and the Catholic church. I think this is another one of those areas uh, where we're just allowing, you know, our children to to date. I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting together, knowing one another somewhat. But, you know, what is the purpose of this human relationship between a man and a woman, young people together? So I think this is really, really timely, and I think what we're experiencing as a society, I know you studied this through, this wasn't what it was some years back. There was a seriousness. People had some idea what marriage is and what marriage is supposed to do. So just share with us a little bit of the history and courtship versus dating. Yeah, courtship, the actual term itself was from a, from a courtier and that, that came around in the 16th century. You know, it was an advisor to a king or a queen. And then, but that term actually, the idea of uh, courtship, it went back to biblical times, you know, in the life of, you know, in, in my book, I have the story of Joachim and Anne and, and Joseph and Mary. So there was this, uh, this process that involved, you know, having the parents be involved in it. And then through the years, it became this notion of uh, pursuing a woman with the idea of marriage. So the end goal was always marriage. And then as we saw, it, as we got into the 20th century, you know, dating started to become more popular. And dating was a, it was a lower class term. And it, it was mo mostly focused on popularity. And it took off with, with the automobile. 
But I think courtship, uh, at the heart of courtship is finding out, is this person virtuous and can they lead me to heaven? And in my book, you know, I, I spell out how Fulton Sheen, his idea of courtship, and then uh, Father Rippinger, and there's different steps, you know, these different stages of courtship. And so it's this whole serious discernment process that I think primarily, again, at the heart of it is virtue, and then it just involves your parents. Your parents have a say, like, is this man or is this woman, do they have the, um, the ability to get my, my son or daughter to heaven? And so in the courtship process, a young man, you know, he will ask the father, can I, can I court your daughter? And then, and then again, if, you know, if that keeps, proceeds on, then can I, can I have permission to marry your, your daughter? So it is this involvement, includes the family, and, it, and above all, it brings God into the picture. Well, I love that in the book how you share about the, the purpose of courtship that is really to protect people from getting hurt, right? Because you don't want to hurt or disappoint or promise more than you can deliver. And certainly in this culture, we don't even date anymore. It's beyond hookup. I mean, we, we are so off the mark. Um, and there are so many broken and wounded people out there in the church and out of the church. And then so many people in the church who divorced. When, what, what about meeting and being committed? What about commitment and sacrifice? What about those vows that we made and the importance of that? And so here we are, we're trying to represent and say, wait a minute, maybe the saints had it right. Let's go back and investigate how they fell in love. Um, I loved the story of Zelly and the beautiful, the how they, yeah, and you know, there was a quick courtship, right? But they were discerning, they were praying. It's not like now it's like, well, now I need to make sure I have this much money, make sure I have a house, make sure I have all this. And we, and we totally lose the concept of, I want to spend the rest of my life and grow old with you. And now we're getting married and the um, average age is like 35 to get married as back in the day when the saints got married as teenagers. Yeah, I feel like courtship, you know, it, it is, it's this process of looking to eternity. Mm. And I think dating, it's, it's more about pleasure. And that's why, I mean, there's some form of dating that can be, if it's done purely and chastely. Mm -hmm. But I, th I think that's why I wanted to write this book is to, just to get people back to the to the our, our history, our tradition, which is courtship, and the the ability of sacrifice. You know, I think, you know, often in in dating, it's again, it's just what can I get out of this person, and it's not really you're not looking to the to the good of them. And I think um, an, another element of there is, you know, just ultimately willing the best for that soul. And like, if you were to break up with that relationship, is that person going to be better off, or are they going to live in a life of regret? And the courtship puts that those um, the element of virtue, and mm. also finally not causing scandal. You know, so often in you know in dating, you hear about people going off, uh, you know, on a, a beach trip or going out, and it's like you know what? Often that leads to rash judgment mm -hmm. by your relatives on what's going on there. But I think courtship, another uh, key element is just the. Um, the ability of kind of protecting yourself. You know that there's certain limits. You know how weak you are. And so therefore you're not like everything that you do is kind of in a public setting. It's around your, your, um, your parents and people can see that. So. Yeah. Well, we said earlier when we were talking before the show, if you aim at nothing, you're sure to hit it. So I think the key again is what am I aiming at? What are we sharing with our children? 
why is it marriage and not, you know, I've seen surveys of young people, and they, it's, it's just all about love. So if they love one another, if a or man loves... Or how they make me feel, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Marriage isn't even in play. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, they love one another, then they can cohabitate together. The two females love one another, then they can be together, or they can be married. And so you know, how, how do we differ as a church from the world when we're not informing? Your book is going to give us good information to help form our children so that they have a goal before them and they know what the nature of marriage is in terms of the natural law and in terms of the biblical teaching, in terms of our sacred tradition, what this is all about and why it is so winsome. We need to model that, mm. but they also need to get this information that if you really want to become who God's called you to be, this is the way uh, to do this. Yeah. So this is key. What, what differentiates us then if we're not doing that? No, I, th I think courtship is, it's the narrow road that leads to, you know, to Christ and His church and to happiness. And the way we, you know, our marriages will turn out is the way we prepare. And, you know, it is like s some of the things that people see in there about courtship, they're like, ah, oh, that's, that's too strict or that's too rigid. But uh, ultimately, it will protect your marriage. And I, and I see it, you know, because, um, you know, throughout, again, through, as we've looked at the statistics with divorce, 50% of divorces, and we need to understand why is this happening? And I think it fundamentally comes down to, you know, that, that preparation and uh, as we're preparing uh, for heaven and courtship is that, again, that it's, it's a life of sacrifice because it, it takes, you know, a lot of courage for, um, you know, a young man and a young woman to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to put myself in a, in, you know, in a, in a rough uh, spot. You know, I'm not going to put myself in the occasion of, of sin. And I think what I say in this book, too, is we need to put ourselves in the near occasion of grace. Mm -hmm. And that's what these saints did. You know, they put themselves, you know, daily mass, if they could, going on pilgrimages. And that's the advice that I think that will keep, you know, um, our courtship uh, very, uh, very holy. Yeah. Um, you know, Joy was mentioning before how often, you know, marriages end in divorce. And so we have an annulment process as well. But, you know, we did premarital counseling when I was serving as, as a minister in an in a Episcopal church. And we would meet for like six months with a couple. And, and uh, you know, now I've become Catholic and I appreciate the teaching on marriage is so much more full. But, you know, I hear from people that are preparing for marriage and they may have, you know, a session or two. And uh, you know, so I thought to myself, well, wh what do we need to go over with people if they only have a session or two? And I think it's going over kind of what nullifies a marriage? Because some people don't even get that it's permanent, that it has to be fruitful, that you have to be faithful, that this is lifelong, that this is about giving your life in total. So enough of these people that wind up getting married, even in the church, like they haven't even gone over the fundamentals. So that needs to be litigated, of course. But you know, it doesn't take all that much to say, here's some of the key things you need to know what marriage is what marriage does, and the joy of giving your life away, that God has meant this for your mutual joy and happiness and for the procreation of children. There's another one. And we have people sterilizing themselves even before you know, they get married. And they don't understand the centrality of procreation and human life and being co-creators with God if God does that miracle with them. So in one sense, it's a very devastating situation. In another sense, for me, it's hopeful because we've done so little. Mm. Your book does a lot. Um, and if we would do that, there's no guarantee there either. 
because we have free will and people have to enter into the, that and give themselves to that and then maintain and strengthen their marriage. And so you, in your book, you share numerous you know, marital relationships and you speak also about after marriage, don't you, in terms of continued strength? I do, you know, there's a section, you know, advice for married couples, because I think, you know, one of, the, one of the biggest mistakes, you know, especially men make, and, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that, is pursuing and courting our wife until the day we die. You know, it's like you've won the prize, and then you think, like, that's it. But it's, it's got to be a continual uh, love relationship. You know, I always say that a man ought to love his wife more the following day than the previous day, and yeah. even... Um, you know, just like our relationship with God, you yes. know, it, be it becomes stagnant yes. and, and we can't let that yeah. happen. And, and that's why, again, another reason yeah. why marriages fall apart, because we maybe we, we married based off of, you know, superficial things, you know, yeah. and, and that's part of the dating culture. You yeah. look at someone you marry because of, you know, maybe it's just good looks only or it's how much money they have. But courtship, if, if you have that virtue and you see that person, you know, you'll, you'll fall in love every single day of your life, but it's going to take effort. It's going to take, you know, yeah. suffering, sacrifice. Yeah. And well, and I love what you said where the, the saints, the, the, the greatest lovers, because they love God with all their heart, soul, minds, and strength. So that is going to manifest itself out in the, an earthly relationship too. Because if you're loving God, with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Maybe you're going to Mass every day and you're going to confession and you're working on the sacraments and you're believing what you're consuming in the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus is going to make a difference inside of you. You're going to love well. You're going to be a great wife. You're going to be a great husband. You're going to be a great dad. But it's all because God is empowering you to do that. So it's not like you have to do this by yourself anyway. No, you don't. No, you God, can't. You can't. And, and we always say, even in our marriage, it's Jim and Joy and Jesus. I mean, it, it has to be because I'm just not that nice and nor is he. I mean, to, to grow and mature and to die to yourself that you could live for the other has to happen every single day, 46 years, 365 day, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It has to be that way so that you could say, I'm madly in love with God and I'm madly in love with you, yeah. right? Yep, I mean, that's why, um, I mean, so many of these stories I put in here too is just not to sugarcoat, you know, we sugar, you know, Mother Angelica said, and I, I think I may have said this before, but she said, you know, I wish many years in purgatory to those who sugarcoat the lives of the saints. So in these stories, you're gonna find elements of, you know, betrayal, heartbreak and our young people when they get ready for marriage they're not they're often not prepared for that they just think about you know all the the glory they're going to have in marriage but it's it's going to take so much work but as you said God's grace that's why it's a sacrament and we need confession we need the Eucharist and all those things enable us to become you know I almost think you know when a spouse forgives the other spouse it, it's almost it, you know, it, it's, it's not the sacrament of penance, obviously, but it confers, it's almost like a similar grace in a sense because mm -hmm. you are, you're imparting Jesus' forgiveness to mm -hmm. them. And, and when you look at your spouse, it's almost like you're gazing at the Eucharist. And so the more we love the Eucharist, the more that our spouse can see Jesus in us. Yeah, yeah each, each time we go up for Holy Eucharist, you know, I really believe that the Lord has said to me, you know, he's married to joy, I'm a stand-in for joy, and that he will know my love for him by the way she looks not only physically, spiritually. So she goes up to receive the Eucharist, I'm behind her, and I'm like, Lord, how am I doing? Is she okay? Because this plays big into my spending eternity with you or not, because I'm a stand-in for the Lord. We will always be married to the Lord, but our marriage will conclude in this life, 
I understand, and we'll be brothers and sisters in heaven. And that's a very important principle, isn't it, for those courting or dating to understand that this person is married to the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm accountable to him. So we're going to hold you over for the final segment. Thank God we have more time to speak about your great book, The Courtship of the Saints, How the Saints Met Their Spouses. Go to EWTNRC.com, EWTNRC.com, or PatrickROHern.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Having a great, meaningful conversation with Patrick O'Hearn, the author of Courtship of the Saints, How the Saints Met Their Spouses, I Would Add, and What We Could Learn from Them. We were sharing a little bit, alluding to the fact of sometimes we look to our mate and our spouse uh, in ways that no one could ever deliver, and how we need to look to the Lord to give us the grace and power we need to discern our mate and then to live together until we depart to be home with the Lord. Share a little bit more about yeah. that. I think, you know, one of the things about the saints is that, you know, they love God above everything and they didn't look to their spouse for fulfillment. And that's what we see, you know, again, with a lot of the marriages ending in divorce is because, you know, they, they put that their spouse on a pedestal and they think that their spouse is going to bring them ultimate happiness. And so when, when their spouse fails them, when they you know, when they see their flaws, you know, they just, they, they uh, you know, they say, oh, I, I want out of this marriage. And in this book, you know, there's stories of, uh, you know, St. Rita of Cash, like her husband was a very verbally abusive. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, no wife should take that, but she patiently prayed for his conversion. And I think as, but there's something deeper. She knew when she vowed to, God, you know, made those promises that she promised to God for until she died. And so she did everything she could to, to save their marriage. And she saw, you know, again, those weaknesses. And I think as, as we, you know, the honeymoon, they say the, it, it fades yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. But, but if you married in the, in the beginning, if you, if you look to your spouse, you know, not as your savior, but as your helpmate, I think that's where these saints come in because they realize that this is the person God has chosen me, chosen for me to get to heaven. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, I have to help them get to heaven as well. So it's kind of that, uh, yeah. the, the mutual help between each other. Yeah. Well, and I, I think we have to get away from feelings, you know, it's like, I, I don't feel like I'm happy anymore. You don't make me happy. Well, you were never supposed to make me happy anyway. God alone can only make us happy. We're about being committed and we're going to sacrifice for each other and we're going to love each other. And you know what? You can't rely on your feelings, but it's like no fault divorce. Okay, so this isn't happening for me anymore. I'm not happy. I'm going to take my unhappy self and this relationship and get in another marriage, but I'm bringing my unhappy self to that marriage. And so, you know, and we all know that the divorce rate of you know, being remarried is even greater because we're all, we're placing such a burden. If I had to think that Jim was going to fulfill all my needs and make me happy all day long, I mean, that's a burden. He can't do that. I have to look to God. And so that's why we have to, both of us, keep our eyes focused on the Lord as the saints did for their ultimate happiness. Patrick, we just have about a minute left. Yeah. And so just tell us your hope for this book what it might contribute to people's lives and to the church, yeah. to the culture. Yeah. 
My hope is that young people, you know, um, when they, you know, those that are discerning marriage, they, you know, they, many of them come from, you know, broken marriages and uh, from, you know, their parents and, and to, to put the saints, you know, the, to, they need a standard to live by. You know, is marriage possible? Is it worth fighting for, worth dying for? And I think you look to the saints. And I think as married couples, when we read these stories of these saints, we realize, mm -hmm. you know, the, the life of forgiveness, the life of humility and prayer. And, you know, uh, St. Gianna's, uh, uh, her husband lived 48 years, you know, without, without his wife. And they were only married six and a half years. And I think about as couples, we have to prepare ourselves in a sense for the unexpected, that God may cause suffering. We may lose our spouse young, but ultimately God is faithful. Amen. And then, uh, so. Yes, we look forward to speaking more tomorrow. There's so much here in this wonderful book, Courtship of the Saints. So tomorrow we'll continue this conversation. You're an important part of this EWTN family, and you're never alone. And you're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now. <laughs>